This is Five and Friends. Five friends, five perspectives, all five. Welcome to this week's episode, everyone. My name is Zane. Don't ask why. I just put that. And with me this week is Summer and Tom. Hey. Hello! It is the second attempt to this episode. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, for some reason, um, not for some reason, Summer and I both went through this because UConn has terrible Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah. We lose a member every time that we try and record. And this member, yeah. then when we lose him, he leaves for good. So, <laughs> so he's like an enigma. It's like it's just like it's either now or never, you know, type thing. It's like either we do it and it works perfectly, or he's a ghost. It's just like all right, he's a ghost. He just doesn't exist. Never, never exists then. <laughs> anyway, uh, other than that, Maz actually couldn't make it today because <laughs> he's working. Well, Ma- yeah. Yeah, Maz has a as an excuse. And but you know, it's all good. So yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I just we'll just. I mean, what? I'll. It, I was gonna say. I guess. I guess we can just kind of like we can kind of just quickly go through what we already talked about. <laughs> we just gotta just go quickly go run down the the talking points that we already have. Hit, you know. Which is. Discussed. I wanted to explain to you guys that I did the Instagram challenge. I did an, a landscape photo in the morning at 10 a.m. And yes, I got more likes, so Maz is right. Timing really does matter. Yes. Two. We When it came to the last week's episode and it came to the whole Apple versus Android debate, it seems like that, uh, you know... It seems like that debate is still happening as we speak. Um, I don't think it's ever going to die um, amongst like the general population. But when it comes to the group that we have, it seems like it's going to still go on, it's still ongoing because um, Johnny Discotech, if everyone knows from Nirvana NYC podcast, he's still um, he's very adamant about the fact that iPhone is a lot better than Android. Which, granted, sure, it could be the truth, but um, I'm going to stick with Android. <laughs> And you're I'm going to be I'm going to be for Apple. <laughs> um I'm not, I'm not even I'm not even I don't even want to say that I'm adamant for not Apple. I'm just adamant for being the only other person that doesn't you're have just an iPhone. So I just want to You're just so hipsters and it comes out you're New York, you're you're Brooklyn, Queens, I don't know. You're not Brooklyn anymore, but Queens self. You're just like, you know, you want to not be in the fray with everyone. You want to be outside the fray and can I just say something really quick? Um, uh, when I think we got offline last time, I don't know if this was actually in the podcast or not, but Zan had said that he was rooting for the underdog, which was Google, and um, I had to go online to tell him uh, at per money uh, CNN money or money CNN dot com. Um, Google has surpassed Apple uh, being a you know in terms of how much money they make. So, being as the a underdog, company or as a mobile company? Um, no, we as all a know, company. Because Apple's know. not just phones, though. It's not just phones. Apple's right. also not just phones. No, I know, but Google is a, a giant, like, conglomerate at this point. You know what I mean? It's like, but that being said, Google is not an underdog by any means. No. No, and I you can't even I can't even say that Android's an underdog, and you can't even say that Android's any less than Apple or Apple or iOS in any way because you know if you take out America, like everyone else in the world basically Android, but you know, like because it's a cheap it's a cheap. Your test, your thing so. was that you were rooting for the underdog, so you yeah. wrong. I mean, like I, <laughs> no, but it's like I'm still technically right because it's like because in. Because in your eyes, in a lot of people's eyes around the world, they still think that Apple is the be-all, be end-all of when it comes to phones. When Apple announces something, then suddenly it's the new cool thing, even though we've had it way beforehand, you know? So it's like, in that sense, we are still technically the underdogs, and we're still trying to prove to, 
you know, the Apple users out there that, you know, Android phones are also just as good. <laughs> so, like with the Pixel, my phone, you know, like that's, I think, the first phone that I've ever seen when it came out around Android, where it was like, yeah, this could easily be an iPhone competitor. You know, every other phone, no matter how many times a company would be like, oh, this is an iPhone killer, it was never an iPhone killer. But I think Pixel has definitely been is up there when it comes to like yeah it's it's it, I, I when the next pixel comes out i'm sure the apple will be i just think you have an internal bias maybe it's warranted maybe it's not but there's a bias there and you're gonna just stick with your bias your hipster bias and it's like futile to try and argue <laughs> with someone about it if they're just like eh, well i don't care i don't want it when you're like okay well <laughs> right got it like, like I said in the last podcast, it's like um, if if anyone wants to donate their phone to me, I'll happily happily cha- uh, switch over for a month or so, test it out, and give you my review for it. But no one has an extra iPhone laying around. So. I might later. <laughs> Ma said he might when he switches to the eight. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I'll definitely check it out and then um, give you a review. Check, check, but, um, check it out. Check it out. Uh, are you so? Uh, speaking of Zan, it sounds like you're drinking um, something on the rocks. Yeah. So what happened? What's happening with this on the rocks challenge, Amna? It didn't happen. And what's I'm going gonna on? I'm going to try to do it tonight after I get off the podcast, and I'm going to get a drink and put ice in it, and I'm going <laughs> to then Instagram it and write hashtag uh, on the rocks challenge. Oh, that took a lot of energy. <laughs> oh my god it sounded like it took a lot of energy too like you were speaking and i was starting to get like out of breath i was like oh man oh i'm, I'm running a marathon i'm just listening to her <laughs> but um well, i was i'm like lying down so when i talk i have to lift my head up <laughs> it takes energy oh my to lift god. my head <laughs> get up Samra, at that point but um oh. No, I went out to a restaurant today and I got a drink um, and I I got lemonade. So I was like, uh, I could ask for on the rocks right now. But then I was like, I'm with one other person. And if I just if I just took my phone out and started recording myself, it'd just be so awkward to be like, look, can you look in the camera? Uh, Can I get an on the rocks lemonade? Lemonade on the rocks. But I'll, rocks, please. Rocks. Can I just have rocks in a glass? <laughs> um, but I'll. I still think that it's not as big of a weird thing to say. I think it's pretty common well, when it comes what? to any. We're gonna do it, Zan. Uh, <laughs> if I see you anytime soon, we'll go and I'll record it. And that being said, like I'll try and get people roped in to start ordering things on the rocks and see what reactions are. Yeah, do it I... because I think. I think it's as common as saying with ice. I think it's, you're wrong. I think that's really wrong. It's <laughs> no really one. Not. I think it's as common for saying with ice for alcoholic drinks. No. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think people go, "Hey, can I have a I don't know strawberry daiquiri with ice?" That doesn't sound right. Uh. You know, you would say. You would well, say on the rocks. Like James da- First of all, you don't get a strawberry daiquiri on anything because it's a frozen <laughs> drink. So if you're getting that on the rocks, it's already blended in. The rocks are blended in. So <laughs> that's a mm, bad that. example. <laughs> Good summer. I, I think that I think that if James Bond has made it such a mainstream thing to say, I'm pretty sure nobody says, says it. it. I'm pretty. Why? I'm okay. All right. All right. We'll figure this out. We'll 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 go out. There. We'll go outside and see who says on the rocks or not. Well, I'll start posting it up more. I had a busy week. I guess we all have busy weeks, and it's not an excuse anymore, Amina. And I get it. And I'll fix myself. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> you know, it's a very introspective moment I've just had right now that I can't use busyness as an excuse. All right. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just life. It's just life, you know. Life comes in the way, you know. You can't really Yeah, but I got to start posting up about things on the rocks. Guys, also, I thought it was cute. Uh, I'm drinking chai right now. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm my chai while I I uh, s- s- you know, spill the the desi deets on you. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we saw it. Oh, yes, we did. It? How was that? Very How was good. it? Compared to the uh, the original? Definitely scarier. Well, I, want, I don't want to say scarier, but... Uh, they showed more. That 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 is true. They did show more. It's more graphic. Of, yeah, it's definitely more graphic. And when I when if you see it, you'll know what we mean. And then um, Amna and I both agreed that the kids in this um, movie way did better, better job acting than or you than than the original. But that doesn't mean that the original cast was not good at acting. Yeah. So would you say it's a would you say it's an improvement all around um, from the, uh, the yes the, you know, yes people say always the best you know but would you say it's even better than the original yeah I hate saying it's better than the original no because no I, so Tim Curry is like iconic it right like not that you can't do better than Tim Curry well no it just how do I explain this in a way that makes sense it's like he icon he made it an iconic role. You know what I'm trying to say? And so that being said, Bill Skarsgård did like he did a fantastic job and he was very good, but he was very different. You know? He was a different type of it. Like t- Tim Curry's more snarky. It's a little bit more snarky and and Bill Skarsgård is a more disturbing. Like, you watch Bill Skarsgård, and he is, like... How many times can I say Skarsgård? Skarsgård, Skarsgård. Anyway, it just tongue-twists... It's tongue-twisting me, but he, like, is drooling and, like, uh, dead-eyed. Yes, that's it. He plays it more demonic, and Tim Curry plays it, like, snarky. And it's different performances, and it's both excellent. That being said, I feel like... Like Summer said, the kids edge it out in a way because their acting is so good. But 80s or 90s, I don't know. 80s acting is supposed to be cheesy too, so it's like you love it. I don't know. It's a tough one. Interesting. Uh, I do I'm watching it soon though. I just don't know when. I, I hope it Like I hope it still stays in theaters in like this next week. Oh, I think so, so because I, it's like the number one movie in America right now, so... I love I love how much like money it's made. It's I feel like I think isn't it like the highest grossing horror film yeah. in the month of September or something like that or just no, in general? I think I think somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think it, in general it's the highest grossing rated R horror fi- flick. Yeah, rated R horror film. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now, and they say oh it's passing The Exorcist to become the highest grossing R rated, which Part of me is like, I like that because I loved it and I love the book so much. But the other part of me is like, Exorcist is literally my favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, but Exorcist can, I, oh my god, I'm, I'm It's I'm, iconic. Like, here's the deal. I, I'm traumatized by Exorcist. I'm not traumatized by it. <laughs> but some people were traumatized by it. I know so many people who were traumatized by it. Well, not me, like. I've heard of many people who were traumatized by it. That being said, Exorcist is way more traumatizing. But it's also different because it was a made-for-television movie. Whereas Exorcist... Yeah, it wasn't rated R. The original It. It was made for TV. It was a two-parter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That either. That's why it's so long. Because it was a two-part movie. With the, you know, it's the flashbacks of the kids. And then it's the adults coming back and fighting. Well, no, I know the movie, but, like, I didn't realize it was actually made for television and not That's why it's not as scary. Yeah, that's why you can't, you just can't compare it like that. Um, But you can compare the new It, and the new It's not as scary as The Exorcist. The Exorcist is, like, for people who haven't seen it, okay, so, for people who haven't seen it, I suggest you watch The Exorcist by yourself at night or with one other person. Don't watch it in a group. Don't watch it like that because it's not scary then. It's because it's, you know, it, it's an old, it's a 70s film. So it's like a different vibe. 
and it's not like these new horror films which have the booze you know like they it's like a it's it unsettles you to your core but you gotta let it you know what i'm trying to say you gotta you gotta accept um, it is and you gotta like for, put you like, how do you, how, what's that word like um fully immerse yourself into the movie right yes but but for those who are very scared um i suggest never watching it <laughs> is that, is more- good advice <laughs> good advice if you get scared easily don't watch it if you are really get scared of those type of movies um don't watch it because as i said just five minutes ago that movie traumatized me until this day i cannot watch i watched exorcist i was like i think the first time i watched it and i don't know how my parents allowed this to happen but i was like eight or nine and i remember watching it like with my mom and like everybody was together and i was like okay so i was like eight or nine and then i was like all right well you're a kid and you watch this and you're traumatized but guys that wasn't the last time i watched exorcist the last time i watched it, i was like 13 or 14 and it still shook me so since that point i never watched it ever again i can't even see the girl's face i can't Someone hear really that can't girl watch it talk like i cannot watch the extra if i it's like i have literally they have i've gone up like to our tv area like at our house and um like amna and my brother and people are watching this movie and i i run downstairs i cannot watch that movie yeah, like there's no I, there's nothing that will allow you like you'll never you, there's no, nothing that will make you want to watch that movie no, ever again i am so scared of it i am so scared of that movie i cannot watch it and 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 maybe for kids who watch it to, well kids not kids but you know around our age or you know whatever uh who watch it today to them it might not be as scary just like Amna said the effects um well her makeup like is timeless i definitely think her face is timelessly scary yes i mean like you but they might not be scared because the makeup might look so stupid to people now no, I really don't think so. I, I, that's where I disagree. I think people don't get scared because it's not egregiously scary. The last 15 minutes is what's really scary of that movie. People are used to things being scary right away. But well, a lot of the movie is like set up. Said, though, the movie is set up and you have to really get into it. And, and, and as Zan used the word immerse and you just really have to get but you, it's not even just the fact that the last 15 minutes are really what makes the movie. It's not, the entire movie is very creepy. It's it's unsettling. It's disturbing. And, like, I, I, I read this uh, thing that said it, it feels like what would happen. It feels like what would happen if someone got, got possessed. Maybe by, the not, not the last. Not the pea soup. Um... <laughs> Well, maybe throwing up. I don't think it would look like pea soup. But, uh, no, Summer. Like, I, if someone was possessed by the devil, it just feels like the progression of her possession, like... No, I, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I think you are right. I, overall, the progression of it and how it works. Now, when you hear about real-life stories, most people's makeup... Uh, I mean, the makeup doesn't... The, the, that's what I'm saying. There is some part of it that they actually... You know, for Hollywood purposes, made it, you know, drama. But, yes, you're right. Overall, well, it's also based off of a true story. And so, it it just is one of the, for me, the scariest movie ever. I've seen other, and it's not that I've never seen, uh, you know, it's the possession concept. I've seen other possession concept movies. No, no, no. uh, They're scary. And yeah. I don't like to watch them, I guess. And maybe Exorcist has to do with that. But if they're on TV and others are, I guess I'll watch it. And I'm not like, you know, oh my God. But I, I cannot be in a room. I cannot even, I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear. Traumatized. I, I don't want to hear the movie. I don't. I, right. I don't want to hear her. I don't want to hear any part of it. And then to contrast that, I've literally watched that movie by myself at like 2 a.m. <laughs> 
Because yeah. I, I like, I, people think I'm weird, but I like being scared. I like feeling like, not scared, like, uh, it doesn't give me real fear. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like a, I don't know how to explain it. It really is hard to explain. Like the state of mind type thing? Like you want to be in that weird, like, spooky state of mind? or Yeah, it's a kind of cathartic to watch something scary and because it's fun and That's your adrenaline weird. goes and then you um you know and then it's done and then the movie's done it's like a ride it's like a it's like a roller coaster right you go yeah. for like the thrill and then you're done and then it's over and the thing is for people a lot of the times scary movies it's not over they get nightmares and i completely get it like for me it's like that's with sad movies like i can't watch something really really depressing because it will stay with me for days and days and i'll just be depressed yeah I'm, you know so that's why i hate like i don't know the titanic people will hate me for that but like it's i don't want to watch people die like it's it's not in that way maybe in a horror film it's different but <laughs> i guess it's uh, hypocritical but i don't know no yeah. i mean i everybody has their thing right you don't like sad movies i really don't like uh very scary movies like that um i uh yeah so everybody has their thing. Of what Lynn, they do you can have a thing? Watch. Um, I mean, I, I mean, like, so, okay, one, okay. So yesterday we all hung out. Um, like Amna and Summer both came over to my my mom's house, and we all, you know, we were all hanging out. And one of the things that I like doing is actually, like, I like scary stuff, but I like real scary stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like. I, I get scared with Exorcist. Like, I like getting scared with Exorcist and, you know, all these scary movies. But I get more scared when it's actually a real-life thing that actually happened, you know? So yeah. so what I'm going... Wh- where I'm trying to lead this into is that um, yesterday, Amna and I, we are biggest... We are one of the biggest fans of, like, BuzzFeed um, Unsolved Mysteries. The um, Supernatural and the BuzzFeed crime and everything. Yeah, exactly. Unsolved. Exactly. And we were watching an episode yesterday. We won't go through the entire episode. If you guys want to watch it, it's called the, uh, what is it? The Room 1046 BuzzFeed Unsolved Mysteries. And that episode, it's just the way that, like, the the events played out and just how creepy the guy was in that story. It really just, like, unsettled me. When I originally watched it, I watched it before Omna did. So I watched it by myself at, like, 2 a.m. And I was just like, oh, my God this is so weird why did i watch this but i'm like okay but i like this though so that's my thing i like watching i like reading scary yeah, oh watch- you were unsettled i was unsettled i was like oof. yeah i watched it and you, it's like that roller coaster ride right it gives you that whatever feeling and then it's yeah and then you're over it but it's also no but it's not even that like it's also that knowing that like some of these crimes that they talk about in the in this series is like um, it's still like these guys are still alive, you know, like knowing that these people are still alive walking amongst us and they've committed these horrible acts of crime that unsettles me knowing that these guys are just, you know, they either went to jail and they got released out of jail and they're just like happy go lucky now. And it's just like, ugh, you've done such a weird oh, thing. I'm surprised they'd be released. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's kind of, like, messed up. Like, people can be caught with, like, pot, and they'll go to 30 years to jail, and then someone could literally murder someone and rape them, and they get five years. So, you know, justice system for you. Yeah. But <laughs> that being said, no, I, I watched this thing, and I, was, I felt the same way. It was so creepy. Like, the manner of which – the reason why it's creepy is because if I had to go through what these people who were, like, who walked in on this person being murdered or overheard these things, I'd be so scared. Yeah. You know, like if I walked in into a room, I'm working at a hotel and I walk in and someone's like on their elbows, elbows and knees with their head in their hands, bleeding to death, looking at me, I'd be like, I'm, you know, this is it. I need to go to therapy now. Like, (laughs) like, Yeah. We'll we'll probably link it. We'll we'll link it or we'll tweet it or something. That video, like, it's a really good episode, and it's easily one of my favorite episodes that they've done. It's just the room ten forty six, all right, whatever it's called. Yeah, they really are. I mean, they have a huge following, so it's not like we're like, it's like not like this underdog kind of 
channel but it's just so funny their their interactions is uh, it's really uh, entertaining so I'll, I'll post it up post up and if anyone who listened to our um our scary stories episode like whatever episode that was four or five you can see where we got our inspiration from <laughs> like we basically copied them <laughs> in a way like we tried to do we tried not it's to just, do it but we did a in format. a way so uh for that but that was that you know it is a it's a definitely a creeptastic episode and it was a creeptastic movie yeah all coming full circle full circle um i wanted to talk about so you guys didn't want to talk about the emmys at all with me (laughs) but guess what a south asian man was the first south asian man won an emmy acting emmy yeah um you're talking about riz ahmed riz ahmed for the night of playing a Pakistani uh, student who gets wrongfully convicted or arrested for a murder he did not commit. Have you guys seen um, Night of? No, because I, I Sabina said my our sister said that it gave her so much anxiety, and I don't know if I could do that right now. Yeah, and if I can, if I can't even handle Game of Thrones anxiety. <laughs> I I'm not gonna be able to handle that. It's also like this is worse because so, this happens and has happened to people. Yeah. So um I I can't watch anything too anxious. I I mean that being said, I've heard that you saw it. I've not seen it. I have not seen it. But I was gonna say that I've heard nothing but amazing stuff about that, and I still it's, yeah stuff things so insane yeah thing, but I don't, I don't know. no but I, I mean there it is though like he's. He's the first South Asian, oh, first Asian, not even South Asian, but Asian man to win it in an acting Emmy. And on top of it, he's de- and he's Desi. I, I, there was never an Asian person that ever won the Emmy. No, there was. I, I said last episode, Archie Punjabi from The Good Wife. Yeah, she was the first ever Asian to win. Uh-huh. She's also, I think, like some half Desi or Desi. I don't remember, but. He's the first Asian man to win. Oh. She was the first Asian woman and person. And then he's now the first Asian man to win. So that's insane to me. That is pretty cool. I'm not even I'm not even talking about this. I'm talking about the continent of Asia. Yeah, like and you How's that possible? Yeah, that's how, that's why I'm surprised. Like there was never like, I don't know. I'm I'm I I'm gonna sound so Vietnamese or Korean or, or you know anything. No one. That's surprising. That's very surprising. You would think that's I know out there that was like you know that has an Asian lead or any sort of Asian lead that would have you know won. I can't think of any show with. I think I can think of Fresh Off the Boat, and that is the only show I can think of that has an Asian man as a lead. Other than oh, The Master of None. Master of None. Yeah. Which is awesome. And they won for writing. They won for writing, which does yes. very, very well deserved. Um, if you, it, you didn't think he'd win. I didn't think he would win because I there was, it was good competition. Because it's like the show was really well written, but I just thought like, you know, it was going to go fly under the radar. But I'm glad that they it didn't go under the radar and like they got exactly what they deserved like it's an it was i the first season wasn't i mean i'm not gonna say the first season wasn't great like the first season was pretty good but the second season really made it for me and i'm like okay i'm good that's this this is good they won I for heard, a particular episode i don't know what episode because i've I never think it's seen it but her episode about lena waif about uh that the you know she's the black uh actress in the show um remember that yeah it's yeah and she's like yeah she's a well, Thanksgiving. It's co-written. It's co-written. Yeah, like, they both want it. Yeah, they they both want it. Yeah. Right. So it's um, I, it was a lot of firsts, which is kind of like, it, it's like cool, but it's also like really like at this point, we're still going through firsts. See, I so one of my things is is like I don't know whether or not like you. It's a good thing you mentioned that there's a lot of firsts. Is it because? That like oh crap we we never we never nominated an Asian person to win this Emmys should we just do it now and that's do you feel like that's what a lot of com- not companies but a lot of like award shows are doing these days where just like we gotta just be 
the first of this diverse cousin yeah like the, we gotta we just gotta make history right now and it seems like for the past couple of years now it seems like every award show every sort of like record has been being broken just because they're just like yeah we need a we need to make history now now you know it's like i don't know it's kind of weird it seems like it's all happening now like when you would have thought what in a you know spread out time but you i agree but it's also because like two or three years ago now the oscars came big time under scrutiny yeah, you're for right. being racist That's- um because uh they there were like no people of color people of color nominated um no minority group nominated for anything for like I think there was, I mean, Chris Rock was the host. I don't even know if it was anything. I, I don't even want to put, say if it was for anything, but like the big, definitely not the top. There was um, no black actors nominated and that was and the they, same year. Yeah. And they did amazing movies that year. So yeah. It was, it was like, Idris Elba did like Beasts of No Nation or something. And people were like, I remember Michael Caine uh, was interviewed and he was like, I don't understand what the big deal is. He's like, Idris Elba was nominated. And they were like, no, he wasn't. And he was like, what? <laughs> and he was, yeah. like, shocked that he's, like, he tried to be, like, the Oscars aren't racist. And then he was like, wait, they are. Like, how could yeah. Idris Elba have not been nominated for such an it amazing was nuts. People were not nominated at all. And and so they, it just was huge. And now, like, they're, I think, consciously making an effort to do so. <laughs> but I also think, like... And I've been seeing a lot of, like, people, like, actors and especially actresses, like, women comment on this saying that film is kind of, like, it's a it's a barren landscape for good, real roles and writing. Because what do big movie production companies want? They want money. Yeah. So they, they're not, they don't care about the story as much as they do about get, getting the money in. And so, you know, there's not well-written characters for women. There aren't well-written characters for minorities. It's a lot of superhero movies, a lot of reboots, a lot of big blockbusters. And then, you know, television is now becoming the place where people are finding these amazing stories being told. Yeah. With yeah. Where, where people like us can be seen. I can look and see the night of, oh, I hope that's never my life, you know, but... Um, you see people like us reflected because they're given the opportunity to write on television. There's so many platforms. And I, I love, I love how Netflix and Hulu and any sort of like big, you know, online platform like that, where they're taking the stand and giving people a chance and really given, given them the free reign to make any sort of story that they want, you know, like you, would you have ever seen a show like master of none 10 years ago? because no. it's not a show that would be an nbc show it wouldn't be an abc show because it's not that you know it is it is what it is it's like its own little niche thing and it's awesome that it's on netflix and they have the chance to kind of just shine and just do their thing i mean you know it's true but that being said it's like could there obviously be i i heard someone say that's like what we need to strive for is not wow look at how many diverse television shows are coming out but not even noticing letting it be the norm like of course there's a show about because they're a person it's not like a black person show or a, a desi person show it's just a tv show that's good yeah. and it shouldn't you know and that's like the goal and we're not there yet i don't think so i mean look at like think about how many tv shows are you know have like a all black cast at this point. Can you think? I think of like the Carmichael. What show about Blackish? Blackish and, is yeah. and Blackish. Those are the two shows. But that's two. Fresh off the boat, maybe. But that's one show of Asians. I haven't seen any other show with Asians. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's one. And then like people like there's like Jane the Virgin and she's Hispanic and it's like that's one lead Hispanic female lead, and I guess America Ferrera in that like superstore. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything either. Yeah, you're right. I see, like, I know, like, there are side characters, but there aren't, like, shows about them. Yeah, I mean, I think one day we'll eventually get to that point. And it's definitely going to be a, a, 
a process for that to happen you know and i you can already see it with like um with like shows like quantico which is kind of cool where it's like it's an abc show right right i don't know and it's kind of right. cool yeah. where their cast is pretty diverse i don't know how diverse it is because i have no idea about that show all i know is that priyanka chopra's in there, so um, <laughs> like that's the all i care it is actually pretty diverse because they're showing um well is it diverse I, I think what's cool about it is that her being brown doesn't No, it matter. doesn't. Yeah, she could have been played by crazy. any race and it yeah. wouldn't have mattered. Right. And I think that's cool. Like and and I think Mindy Calling does a good job. Like she that role in the Mindy project could have been played by yeah. anyone. You know, um Priyanka Chopra's coming out with uh she's producing a show for ABC. I think it's supposed to be like a comedy type show about and it's based off of like Madhuri Dixit's life. Um, in the sense of this Bollywood star who goes to who gets married to someone in America, and and you know has to all of a sudden like be uh, like not recognized, <laughs> right? And it's a very different life, and you know, um, so I and and how that this star adjusts to life in a whole another country where, you know, in one country they're like mega famous, and over here they're not, yeah. as, you know, they're so, not even really known in, in yeah. most. I mean, her own husband. I, I think the story with Madhuri is her own husband didn't even know she was this mega actress. So no, I don't think he did. And then like she was like, by the way, like I'm a I'm I'm an actress in in India. And then they go and he went and she's like idolized in India. Right. She's like the it legendary. I mean, they moved iconic. back to India because obviously she has a career there, and it. But they didn't move back for a good ten years or something like that. So. She had a family and stuff, but um, no, no, that's like a no, that's a show that's coming out. And um, that being said, that show is not like you have to be brown because yes. it's about that. You know, it's not like you know anyone could play it. It's no, like but, like the fact that they're even coming out with a show like that. That's nice to have. I know they've done other you know shows in the sense of like uh, um, where it's all about brown or you know, but you know I. Uh, Good. I think that's cool too. It's it's a definitely remember that like, one show. Um, remember cool that one show that came that. out on NBC called like Outsourced or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just movie, one. Yeah. Yeah, I got canceled, but that show was pretty good too. I liked it. Or like, what was it? It was a Community or something like that. Um, community with Donald Glover. Uh, I'm forgetting. I don't know if that was like a show where it was like showed like different types of people no community had had a pretty diverse cast too i mean the the thing about community though is who's the lead was still like joel McHale, right it was a white dude so like talking uh, his know, role i mean he I was think, awesome in his role but like just he just happens to be white you know it still was pretty pretty predominantly white you know right and i i just think like i'm just thinking of tv shows where the leads are white and they don't, they don't have to be white yeah which is a lot i of feel like shows. isn't it the case where it's like the best written characters are the ones that could be easily played with anyone you know like it doesn't matter who or even like a man or a woman yeah yeah like the best written I mean? characters are always the ones that can be played by anyone but i don't know like like um like i was i'm thinking like bones i don't know why that's popped in my head but like what makes like why does bones have to be a white woman she could have been a black woman who's just really smart yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know i just you know it's just but i think it's getting better i think that's like what i'm trying to say though you're right a lot better a lot better but i think um like i said i think with the award shows and having first of this i think the oscars just from a few years back is kind of caused uh, well film is not any better I really don't beast, think, I think. So. film is I think is going to take a lot longer than you know than TV and than television because I think with, with movies it's a different story because movies you have to not only appeal to the the most broadest audience possible but you also have to make most money as possible because yeah like what you said Amna it's not it's not about the story it's about who can make the most money you know so it's like Right. They, and so, there's a reason why they're doing all right. these reboots. They're not making these reboots because, hey, look how awesome the story was back in the day. No, they were like, no, we can, we can cash. It's a cash cow. We can make money off of it. Let's do it again. You know. Right. Well, think about like 
that's why it was such a shock to people when Hidden Figures did so well. I loved it. Because, I love that movie, but it was a shock because it's about three black women and about math in space. And so, like, everyone was like, it's not it, the projected numbers was like, it won't do that well. It'll be, like, Oscar-nominated, but it won't do as well in the film box office. And it was number oh, one movie. Um, I do, you know, I just don't think they give enough faith in no. the audience, too, that we will show did, up. Did you guys hear about how um, NASA opened up a brand-new uh, facility, and they named it after one of those ladies from the Hidden Figures, figures movies? Yeah, Catherine. Catherine Johnson. Um, they should have done that a well, long I time mean, ago. I mean, I'm assuming they did it only because of how popular the movie became. And, you know. No, they did it before the no, movie, I thought. No, I thought recently. Um, oh, no, they named, they did name something before the movie. They did show, they did say that at the end of the Oh, you're right, the, you're right. I, the movie. At the end of the movie, there was something about that. But they named some other thing. They named some, like, massive facility also they the, named something yeah. else. It, that was I just think. that happened like a couple like a, maybe a week ago or whatever where they just named it yeah not Which too is- long ago think about all the other women though who are just who are also insanely smart who worked on these space projects yeah they should have wings too i know like it's like not that i mean 100 percent like katherine johnson like phenomenal there's no question but there's so many women whose stories it, weren't the other heard two girls well, they, I mean, I, I mean, them as well, too. But, like, they're, you know, I guess because Katherine Johnson and the other two women were, like, pi- like they headed it, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they, like the first, you know, man um, overseer of this project and the first black woman or woman to overseer this and first engineer, you know, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, those were, like, yeah, like, I'm forgetting. I, I feel really bad, but I'm forgetting the other two women's, their characters' names. Well, they're they're actual names because they're real people, but I'm forgetting their names too, and I, I should probably look it up. But oh help! Um, uh, Octavia Spencer did one of them, and uh, <laughs> Janelle Monet did the other. Yeah, Octavia Spencer was nominated for that, right? She didn't uh, win. Viola I, Davis I, won. Yeah, for best supporting, I believe. Viola Davis won for um, that Fences. Yeah, Fences. Denzel didn't win. I remember I was so pissed that Denzel but didn't Denzel win the Oscar. Denzel was up against who again? He was up against, um, wasn't he up against, like, Leo or something that year? I think Leo, I don't know who won. I don't remember, but um, Denzel didn't win, and it made I me mean, so as sad. Much, I, think it, I think if I remember he was up against Leo, and if he was up against Leo, then you know what? I don't feel as bad because Denzel already has an Oscar, and I don't know what the hell it had to take for Leo to finally <laughs> win. That, but then like going back, I I agree completely. But also, it's like Leo is still a a white guy who can probably get another couple of great roles, and I feel like Denzel Washington is like you know he feel I think he felt like this was his last main role as like the lead no i don't think so i don't think this is what he feels like is his last main role i mean we'll see we'll see what comes of his career i mean i think i don't think so too because it's denzel washington but you know it's denzel he'll get something but denzel also already has i think two academy awards i think he only has one um still i mean he has an academy award. no he has two you know who I find it's so funny has an Academy Award, but it's now like, well, I guess he gained respect again, but was Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, yeah. Like, we all forget. We all forgot that Cuba Gooding has For what an movie? Oscar. Oh. Jerry oh. Maguire. And then he, like, did, like, <laughs> Snow Dogs. Which I think I've seen, seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have. But... He came back recently, you're right, with what what role did he come? Was, uh, American Crime. OJ. The yeah. OJ, yeah. yeah. And he got like a Golden Globe nom. I don't know if he won. Or an Emmy nom, mm, something like that. I don't think so. Never mind. I, Denzel wasn't up against... Uh... Oh, you know what? Denzel was Casey not... Affleck won. Yes, yes. Then Casey I'd Affleck. Won. Yeah, he shouldn't have won. He should, have, he should never be recognized for anything. <laughs> Do you know? No, why? Zan, you know why, right? 
Casey Affleck, so allegedly, but it's like basically true, uh, like sexually assaulted. No, I don't know if assaulted, but uh, harassed women. Casey Affleck. These girls. And yeah, Ben Affleck's brother, Casey Affleck. And like they settled out of court, right? I think. Um, and basically, you know, anyone who is like a sexual assault victim and survivor are like, why is this man being recognized and being like acclaimed? And so there was like this huge, like not huge, but it, it was shown like as Brie Larson. She won the act, the, the Academy Award, two thousand right. And so in the Oscars, what you do is the the person who won the year before for actress um, speaks like uh, gives out the award for best. Um, actor. actor at the next Oscars, right? So Brie Larson, she is like a big sexual assault um, uh, spokesperson. She likes, you know, she's very vocal in that community. And her movie that she won the Oscar for was literally about that. So she didn't clap or anything when he won. And she looked so disgusted. You could see it. She's like Casey Affleck. And it was like this huge thing because it's like, why is he winning an award? But I mean... So many people in Hollywood are gross, and no one um, talks about it. Let's see. Uh, I was going to say, so I'm just reading the article here, or I'm reading Wikipedia. It says, um, Donald Glover became the first African-American to win an outstanding directing for a comedy series. Riz Ahmed was the first Asian to win the category, as well as the first South Asian male. Um, Ahmed and Dave Chappelle also became the first Muslims to to win acting awards, with Ahmed being the first Muslim to win a lead acting award and Chappelle being the first to win for a guest role. Um, Aziz Ansari and Lena Waith winning outstanding writing, Waith becoming the first African-American female to win that award. And then Lu- Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus won her sixth consecutive Emmy, which is like a record. So... Good for Louis Julia. <laughs> Good for Julia Louis Dreyfus. I absolutely love her. I, love um, her. I was telling, I think it was last episode where I was telling how I've been on a Seinfeld kick. So I, she's clearly the star of that show. I love her in that show, and I love her um, Veep. I love Veep, and I'm sad that the next season is going to be the last season for Veep. And uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's probably good. I yeah she I think she yeah she won six years in a row for best outstanding comedy series and then she also won the yeah like maybe six in a row for like best female actress or lead actress or whatever so like that yeah basically the point is like for the last six years she's constantly been winning for Luvip so. Yeah, yeah I and no, and, and, and like I do agree that the last season should be the last season because those, this past season, even though it's gotten a lot of awards for best directing and you know Julie Louis Dreyfus and whatever, it it was like you can tell that they've ran out of ideas. You know, there's not much more you can talk about anymore. You know, like it's been done, so it's good that they're ending on on a high note and not like with other shows where they just keep dragging it on. <clears throat> I can't believe we're yes. still talking about the Emmys. Wow, Samra. Wow. Wow. But I had a question about it that I actually, I can't believe we're still, I didn't mean to yawn. It just came out. But um, why didn't, why wasn't Game of Thrones in it at all? Because too late was, uh, pa- for this yeah, Emmy season. Past the cutoff date. Came out too late. But why about the year, year before, like last year? Yeah. Because that was in the last Emmys. Well, how is it always in yeah. the, in the, 2018 the Emmys is going to be with season seven? Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah, well, think about like uh, Oscars and like movies that you think should have been nominated, but then they're not nominated at all. And it's just because they didn't mi- make the cutoff. Um. So, um, I want to I want to bring up one thing. I know this is going to be kind of off topic, but it's kind of also not off topic. It's kind of related, um, you know, because we have already been talking about Emmys for two weeks now. Um, uh, one of the things I actually <laughs> came across this right now, just like a few hours ago, and I think this was just an announced just a couple hours ago from our favorite Donald Trump. And even though I don't like, even though I hate a politics and I don't like talking politics on, you know, public forums, it is kind of interesting to see what he just announced that um, there's a 
you know the the whole travel ban it's actually he actually proposed a new travel ban and it's going to be implemented next week um and it's supposed to be one of like it's going to be the actual travel ban moving forward there's not going to be any you know backlash there's you know like he's you know because because he had the original travel ban a few months ago and then he retracted it this is going to be the one that's going to be set in stone and supposedly it's going to be iran uh libya syria yemen somalia chad and north korea will be indefinitely and Venezuela, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, Venezuela. and Venezuela. Um, being indefinitely banned from traveling to America. And the only the only way you can come is either yeah. A, you're a student visa. From what I've read in this article, when I, what I've skimmed through, like either A, a student visa. But even then, you're going to be uh, forced to go through a lot of security. A lot, a lot of security. And that's the only way you can come in. Other than that, have fun coming. You're not going to come in. <laughs> Which is suck. Yeah, but isn't the justice like that's yeah. what happened with the last travel ban? Is that then the justice system kicked in and was like, no, we're not doing that. And it, it wasn't Trump who rescinded it, it or retracted. It was yeah. the justice system that was like, we're not following it. Um, the Supreme Court. I so don't know. Can't they do that again? Say anything about them retracting this? And there doesn't seem like there's any. I mean, this just happened like a few hours ago, so we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But um. But as of right now, it looks like it's just going to happen. It's going to happen on October 18th. And, um... Well, his last travel ban before this happened, it was really scaled back, but it was passed. And the reason why he signed this new travel ban is because yeah, yeah, that yeah. one expired. Yeah, it got ex- expired. Today. So they, he just re-signed it, and now it's going to be the one. Oh. Yeah. And added more countries... The next travel ban will be like yeah. the whole world cannot enter. A quote the from States. Trump himself. As president, I must act to protect the security and interests of the United States and its people. Which, I mean, I guess, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but in the same time, I don't understand why. why are we doing. No, I don't understand where he's coming yeah, from. I don't understand he's the whole travel ban. That's not going to stop anything, you know? Like, that's my thing. That's No, well, statistically, it's just like. He doesn't have anything backing him up on anything. And then, you know, it's just a media... I mean, I get it to the extent of, obviously, I don't think it's right to put a complete ban on. I do understand the whole vetting stuff. Like, you want to make it safe. It's not safe. You want to vet people. Okay. We already have a strict vetting process. That's why I don't agree with you. Because America has one of the strongest vetting processes in the world already it's very hard to come in the united states and it's not like we're well, constantly what getting we've been experiencing it's clearly not that hard. <laughs> I, I mean but that being said sam like you know i mean i don't know i i don't know what to say about that but also it is hard because there are people who who cannot get in and I'm, I'm talking about people who are about legally get getting in. I'm not talking about anybody illegally coming in. Um, no, I'm not, I, I'm not yeah. saying that. But, but like, you're banning people from Syria. who People, those people, like, need to come into a country that will take them as refuge, you know? Like, it's no, just like, wrong. I understand that it, it's, it's wrong. I am not saying it's not wrong. I'm just saying in terms of if, if they think that this is, like, a whole vetting system then not necessarily i like i said i'm not saying that the ban is right i'm just saying that it's this whole vetting process so if it takes you know even more for i mean the problem is is then you hear all these stories that all of a sudden it's like it just goes into his point and to the world out there stop making a point i think like but, like, to go to you, we can't use our own, like, bitterness against certain people that we know because they're not, like, it's not, not, it's a- not about that at all. I'm, it's not. It's like you, there are things that go on every day, good and, you know, not just because the travel mm-hmm. ban at first was all about the Muslim ban, right? That all the countries were all Muslim. And, like, Muslims in the news that pop that that pops up 
are like doing things every couple of months that they shouldn't be doing. Stop doing but it's, it. Right. But it's not, it's like, uh, you're right in the sense that that's happening, but there's a whole reason behind why everything is happening. No. I sound like, I'm not trying to be apologetic at all to, you know. There is a whole reason behind it. Yes, you're right. There's a whole very, reason behind very it. very, very complicated. And it, it's, but yeah, it's majority like a majority of Muslims web. are not, I mean, you know, like of it's. Of course it's, not. So when you're banning people who, you know, it's it's like it's the argument. Like you have one bad apple. Are you going to throw away the bunch? Like, you know what I mean? It, it just doesn't make any sense. And it, it's it's people who, like old people who need one medical help. Apple. Well, the saying is not that so much, Amna. It's the saying is one bad apple ruins it for all. And that these bad apples keep ruining it for all. Yeah, but it's your job to not let that happen. Because these aren't, it's also not apples. These are people. No, and if they need to come into the that. country, I, I get what you meant. I was wrong with my metaphor. I, I understand that. But I'm also saying that I don't think, I know you're saying it's not justified. But I'm saying I just, I don't think it's, I really don't think the way this is happening is correct at all. And I don't think excuses for more vetting for people, I don't think those excuses, it, it, you know, like, people are people. I, I don't know. And it, I just, it feels wrong to deny people because they adhere to a certain religion. No, you're right. You're right. Now, but, now in this new one, it's not even a religion thing anymore. But you're right. No, it's just whoever he has a grudge against plus Muslims. Right. And and it's like North Korea and right. Muslims. You're you're absolutely right. It shouldn't be about the religion or anything like that. Um but unfortunately in those countries because of the whole background story that you're talking about, there are people who could get in. But if you look statistically, Sam, like I know, it, I know. It, you know there like well, people who are like oh we don't want refugees in this country there has been absolutely no terrorist attacks from refugees ever in the United States in the United States I don't know if there's been I can't say for sure if there's been in other countries but well the the recent thing in London was from a refugee the the subway attack yeah or the subway attack or the car the tube so the sub the subway that was from a refugee yeah god damn it it's also really tough to be a muslim and watching the news and then shit happens and then they're muslim and you're like of course oh, it's like that episode of blackish right right where it's like the they're like watching tv on the news and somebody like it was like a shooting or something and they're like please don't let it be black please don't let it be black please don't let and it wasn't. And they were like, yes, you know. And it's like, we're not saying yes. Like, when, when we're not relieved be- that, you know, we or it's terrible what happened. But it's like, it's just like, of course. Because now, it gives more rhetoric. To, and, and again, the media is only going to show a bias, right? So it gives more reason uh, for the people who aren't as educated um, in the facts, and they go by the media, only the media, um, that it gives them more reason to have these type of bans then. Right. It's it, more it, reason now for them. Am I saying it's right? No. I'm just trying to play kind of like a devil's, a devil's advocate. devil's advocate. Right. It's, you know. I'm trying to just argue the other side. That's all. It's, it's, no, you're right. You're right because that's what they're thinking. Um, the they you're completely right it's um it's and just now, especially in london it gives more fire to the whole oh you need to vet the refugees am i saying every single refugee is like this of course not but but you know then you have on the media they're not showing what's happening in um what's that place oh my god how am i forgetting this myanmar yes they're not really going into the killings there, but, you know, that's... Oh, yeah, the media is not talking about the, the damn genocide 
that's happening. Exactly. And how Muslims are being beheaded and children are being raped and killed. No one's talking about that. Set on fire. And yeah, nobody's talking about that. By Buddhist monks. I I remember seeing a meme, like I I saw a meme earlier today about like, you know, uh, this is kind of like not talking about this specifically. We're talking about like going, switching over to like the whole like, um, not Donald Trump, um, LeBron James calling Donald Trump a bum and how like the the whole kneeling thing I like i it. remember reading a, i just saw this meme saying that like you know we're we're focused on people kneeling during the national anthem but we're not talking about the people in puerto rico who who's also a u.s territory having a hundred percent no power we're not talking about that but we're more focused on about oh well you know he didn't kneel or he was kneeling it's like come on like or even this Kylie Jenner person. You know, like, who cares? who cares? There's much more bigger issues than that. Who cares? Literally, there was an earthquake in Mexico, and, you know, 200... 200 people died. 200 no, plus, at least now, I think. 250 people yeah. were killed in this earthquake. It, and it, then... It, that's what I'm saying. The media is only showing one, and it proves the point to why all these policies yeah. come forward. Oh, yeah, because you get distracted. You know, it's also, like, everything that's happening is distracting you from, like, Congress and what bills they're signing and what's really happening right now because we're all paying attention to, like, ridiculous stuff. Right. Like, does anybody and the, know that, like, Betsy DeVos, like, kicked back on... The vote? campus rape? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, wait, what? Like, she just made it way easier... For people to for get away rapi- with it. Yeah, and for rapists to stay on campus. It's literally disgusting. And yet we're more concerned about Kylie Jenner being preg than, I don't know, helping hurricane victims or helping, you know, earthquake victims, you know, or talking about problems that are happening right now in the world. And we sound, I, that being said, do we sound maybe like, do I think that we can also nod and support, you know, the sports players and be like, yeah, you know what, like, I I agree for your right to not stand for, you know, the national anthem. Because they're yeah. standing for a point that is serious in the country, right? Like the, right. The, the inequality, inequality. But, um, again... The president's reactions are ridiculous. That's not what you should be concerned about. Be concerned about a, a U.S. territory not having power. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, you're right. I, I, I agree. And again, I just play devil's advocate to play devil's advocate. We're all just a bunch but. of dotards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, what I really love is that the word bum, I, I tweeted this from Five and Friends. It's such a wholesome insult. <laughs> You're such a bum. Such a dad response to from LeBron James. It's like, you a bum. <laughs> you just stupid. <laughs> You're You're a bum. <laughs> It's like, but it also was, it was killer. It was kick ass too, because it's just like LeBron James. I think it's like, like what, like uh, I think the top ten most retweeted or liked uh, tweet ever now, it's because like of that. Your, you know those like stupid uh, insults we used to give as kids. That is hundred percent. That's what it is. You bum. Face, you, <laughs> you're a lint licker. I say that commercial. You lint licker. Yeah, exactly. Or like from that movie. Uh, uh, Sam <laughs> P drinking crap face. <laughs> no, it's it's true. Um, it's uh, it's scary. We don't really go this serious on our on our podcast. Thanks a lot, Zan. it's like it's not in the end of the day. It's not even politics related. It's just ethical. Like it's just like you know, you're banning. You know, we're we're talking about banning countries and everything. It's not even. It's that that has nothing to do with politics. That's just. You're you're ruining people's lives, you know. You're 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 causing more chaos for people in countries that need help, you know. So, well, if you really want me to go there, uh. Ooh. oh sh! All right, Peter Baelish, get out of here. Worst. <laughs> and on, and on that note, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fob and Friends. Um. Uh, send us your on the rock stuff. <laughs> that. Um, what else? Follow our Facebook page. 
Facebook page, facebook.com slash Fob and Friends. And, um, yeah, it should be fun. It should be cool. Yeah, and uh, next week we're starting our Halloween series about scary stories and talking about scary stories. So, yeah, we're going to do a Halloween month, basically. Wait, no, it's not next week. Is the first Wait. Sunday? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, then sun. Yeah, yeah. So the first, yeah, October begins and scary stories begin. Yes. Yes. And yeah, we can talk about our preparations for Halloween and uh, what are we doing? Scary stuff. Scary spoopies. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> well, Alrighty. then. On that note, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.